Hey there, Cinemaholics. We have a special bonus interview for you all this week. A lot of you know that I have been so uh, enthusiastic about a certain actor in particular this year, somebody who's been on my radar for the last few years, and that's Calvin Harrison Jr. Talked about him recently on a bonus episode with Brandon Katz, where we talked about Waves, the new film with him and Sterling K. Brown and Taylor Russell and Lucas Hedges. It's a great film, definitely one that I got a lot out of, that really took a lot out of me. And not only that film, but also he starred in Loose from earlier this year. Loose is it right now in my top 10 films of the entire year. It's a film I'm so in love with because it's such a great look at a young teenager who doesn't want to conform to the labels that are being put on him. So I was just ecstatic when I found out that we would get a chance to talk to Kelvin Harrison Jr. himself. I uh, asked him a few questions. He had a lot of really great answers. And I think one of the things you'll hopefully get out of this interview we did is that he, I asked him about the current state of filmmaking. And sometimes when you ask these questions, you, you get answers that feel very, not rehearsed, but they feel very diplomatic. And that can be a good thing. I think a lot of people want to maybe say something that is very accepting and, and something that is very open-minded. And in a sense, that's that's his answer to this question. But the thing that struck out to me is it's not just diplomatic, but he really had something to say that was that needs to be heard and is something that I found myself being like, yes, I feel like I've been thinking this and wishing other people were saying the same. So to hear that from one of my favorite performers of the entire year was truly an amazing experience. So hope you all enjoy this interview with Kelvin. Uh, it was it was a good conversation. And hopefully you're going to be checking out Waves pretty soon. Keep your ears tuned for the end of this interview because he'll be talking about some of the other films that he's going to be starring in next year for 2020. So definitely be looking forward to that. So first off, I, I just want to say congratulations on a terrific 2019 for you. I've been thinking a lot about some of my personal favorite performers of the year so far, and I just I just think that authentically, Loose and Waves is an incredible one-two punch for you in just one year. And uh, thank for, you, no, no problem. For Waves specifically, what is your what's your elevator pitch for this film? I know a lot of people may not know a lot about it yet. So what's your quick rundown of why people should seek Waves out? Well, we always say it's an epic drama from about a modern family um, learning to heal and grow and, and nurture that dynamic that means most of us, which is family, and trying to, to, to heal past tragedy. So, yeah, that's that in the, the most simple form. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely something that people want to see, right? Um, yeah. So getting into the cinematography, one thing that really stuck out to me about Waves is how the camera sometimes orbits you, it'll follow you at close angles. And I've been really curious since I saw the film, how aware were you of how this was going to look and feel and sound like once it was all done, like as the filming was going along? You don't really know. I, I didn't know how, how great the sound and that, that sound design would be. I mean, that was so immersive. But I, I do know Trey as a filmmaker because of working on with working on, with him when it comes at night. And uh, I knew he knew how to draw us in. And so if, even in the scripts, he talks about the aspect ratio changing and the colors. And I know how he shoots things and, and the angles. So you, you are kind of 
you know that Trey Trey has always told me he said I'm with I'm right with you. And even on set, Trey would either be under a seat in a car or in a closet or in the other side of the bathroom if I was there. You know, Trey <laughs> was always with me, and I never felt like we we were almost attached by an umbilical cord because we were in this together. This character was a piece of both of us, wow. and so I knew that when we saw the film, we would be in his head, we would feel his pain, we would feel his physical pain, and we would also be with that beautiful second half of the movie. So you you are, you you know the kind of filmmaker Trey is, um, but to, to hear the sound and to see the color correction and to see the music and to you know all of it come together is is it's even more of a of a of a of a, of a, of a mind like whoa like you know what I mean I'm just blown away and just moved by the whole the whole film to be honest. You actually touched on something I've been really curious about since I saw the film. And, you know, I was thinking a lot of the movies you've done at this point center around the challenges faced by, as you put it, like modern American families. And each one of these families you've been part of on these films has been different. But when it comes to this character that you stepped into, did you get a chance to collaborate with Trey Edward Schultz, the director, on forming this character, Tyler Williams, and and helping carve out his personality, his quirks, using some of your own judgment your own creativity oh yeah so we took um we took like right eight months or before the movie even started we uh literally talked to each other and on the phone through text message and we talked about our relationships with our fathers and our relationships with our mothers and our sisters and our romantic relationships and we really just started to examine you know trey and i call them little therapy sessions because we were trying to he said i want to you know tailor this role for you so so much of what was personal to him also became personal to me when the nuance came into the script. So then after once he finally wrote the script and I read it and I was like, okay, so this is the story we get to tell and this is the character I'm playing. It, it went even further into the hair and making that decision was very early on, dyeing the hair blonde. We talked about Kanye, we talked about um, Frank Ocean, we talked about Odell Beckham and, and, and athletes, you know, and trying to find identity. And what does that blonde represent in Tyler's role? What does it represent in the Black community? What does that do, do to a man who is very traditional in a lot of ways and, and you know, grounded in religion and, and, and masculinity and his idea of what it means to be a Black man? And how does he view his son because of that decision? And how have those views projected onto him? And then it comes down to the wrestling. And Trey was a wrestler growing up. So I did three months of wrestling training. I did three a day. So I would go and do CrossFit and then choose two wrestling sessions every day for three months straight. I, I gained 50, um, um, 45 pounds for the movie. And so all of these things kind of helped me understand what world did this boy live in and, and, and also understand Trey, Trey's concept and idea and vision for this character. And even comes down to, I started an Instagram for Tyler and I would post pictures every day. That's and right. Yeah. We, we, you know, all of this different stuff. So there were so many little pieces of how we want to make him feel lived in. And like, we never thought that we were watching a movie. We thought we were just like, just a fly on the wall yeah. watching this boy experience life, you know? Yeah. You really touched on a lot of what you personally put into it. So I want to hear too, like, what did you get out of this? Uh, was there anything truly unique you learned from making this movie, either from the process Besides from wrestling, it sounds like you learned a lot about that. Uh, but maybe the story <laughs> itself. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just learned to, I learned to just like love myself more. What I think when you do a character like this, you you start to realize how much we're harboring as people, and and how much it does affect us, and how not feeling secure in your own identity is such a is such a key component to existing in a healthy and happy life, and. Living in that boy's pain every day was the extreme of what 
I think I would ever experience, but I think he has a little piece of what all of us might have felt at some point or another, whether it be judgment, whether it be um, a lack of feeling like you fit into a certain group or are seeking validation from people that can't give it to you. Um, we're not knowing how to communicate in our times of need and our times of feeling isolated and alone. And that just, it just the movie reminded me that I can be in process and then I can fall down and I can, I can get back up and I can use my voice and that people and my family, most importantly, do love me unconditionally. And it doesn't matter what what I choose to do or how I make decisions. I'm I'm a I'm a young man that's growing and to become the man that I want to be. But also it's not it's important for me not to to project and to to force myself into this idea of the man I think I want to be. I will become that person with time. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this film that Trey has a beautiful outlook on and a wisdom about which is time. We will we will we will we will thrive with time and we don't have to try to chase it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just hearing you talk about this, it, I think one of the things that stands out to me for you as a performer is how much you have to say and, and how passionate you are about this. And I want to say you have a lot of momentum right now as a young, talented actor. Moving forward, what kind of stories do you want to tell? Um, you know, I, I think I'm so open to, I think what I've learned in this in this business is um, so far is I, I came into it not knowing what it was or what I wanted to do per se. I like, I literally, I almost was on Famous in Love on the CW. I tested for it. I wanted it. I almost got it. That was my goal. I was like, you know, I grew up watching the Disney Channel. I didn't think, I didn't know how much power we had in storytelling. I didn't know how much we could, we could be capable of doing. And so what I'm constantly seeking out is something that challenges me, something that that, that I, you know, an opportunity from a person that I didn't even think could vision, vision something so grand, something so unique, something so specific to their experience, but that can drive us all to, to learning more about each other. And, and so I'm constantly just looking for that reinvention and that thing that we aren't supposed to think we're supposed to be watching. Um, I think it comes at night with that. I, people, you know, some people love that movie. Some people don't love that movie, but it's an interesting genre film about family. Then you look at something like Waves and it's unconventional in so many ways. You look at something like Loose and that's another movie that does not provide us with easy answers or easy ideas of what it means to be a young black boy. These these stories are just not easy to watch and they're not simple. They're not just throwaways. They're they're unique and they're 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 just different. So I, I want to do that in sci-fi. I want to do that in more horror films. I want to do rom-coms. I want to do all of it. There's no specific thing that I'm aiming to achieve, but to be honest, to be authentic and to to, to just challenge myself to to to, to not be in the, the exist in just the world that I know, yeah. because that's that's not what cinema is. And that's not what filmmaking is supposed to do. It's supposed to inspire and challenge. Yeah. And in fact, that's the next thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, what's something you wish was different about the state of filmmaking today? What would you like to see changed? I, I really would love if people would stop trying to project, you know, agendas mm. <laughs> onto to film. I think there's a lot, of, you know, I think it's important to have a point of view, but I, I think when your point of view is to be politically correct, but to also sneakily slide in your biased version of what story you're trying to tell is not productive. And, and these ideas of remakes also not that interesting. <laughs> I think we 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 run out of our individual ideas because we're so busy trying to 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 seek attention and we crave it and we crave to be number one and we crave to be to be accepted by the majority and that is just not what it means to be a human being. It, it, it to be a human being it means to be an individual 
and to be different and to be able to seek to love and understand other people as, as a collective. It's not to throw and push and force people and shove things down your throat. And that's when cinema kind of can get tricky and go wrong and be off-putting at a certain point. But I, 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 yeah, I, I would just, I want people to just to be themselves <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and to yeah. tell stories that, that matter to them genuinely. I, I couldn't agree more. I think there's uh we want consensus so badly <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm, in this day and mm-hmm. age, it's so hard to get. Uh, so I think that mm-hmm. rings very true. I, I, I had just one more question for you, but at Cinehawks, you know, we're all about recommending films to each other, ones that aren't being seen enough in our opinions. And so we, we just got to hear from you. What, what's a film or a TV series you recently watched or maybe rewatched that you wish more people would check out. Maybe this is your chance to recommend something people might not have gotten into yet. Ooh, interesting. That's cool. I mean, oh, what if I watch? To be honest, I, I have a problem with watching the same movies over and over. Mm. Um, <laughs> and every now and then I will reinvite a new movie into my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been watching much stuff lately. The only thing I, I I love, I don't know, a lot of people probably have seen this or maybe they haven't, but I love um, Lynn Ramsey's films and I love um, Ratcatcher. Mm, and we need yeah. to talk about Kevin. Also, I, I, this film I, I saw recently was a Michael Haneke film, which is older, but called Cachet. That was really interesting. Really? Okay. Um, the Piano Teacher with Isabel Bear is, is, is fantastic. I watched that recently. I haven't seen a lot of current movies or TV shows in a, in a minute. I'm, I always take the holidays to sit down and, and do a binge on everything that I wanted to see through the year Yeah. Um, when I'm bored with my family. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's, that's all I got for now. I'm yeah. sorry it's not... No, I love that. I love that because we love hearing about the things that uh, that kind of inform maybe some of your tastes and, and how, what you bring to your films. So that's, that's awesome. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, thank you so much, Calvin. Again, it's so great to hear from you. Somebody who's kind of close to my age too. It's so exciting to see the success wow. you're having and uh, any, any other films coming up in the future we can see from you? Uh, yeah, I have a film. I decided to take it light after a break. <laughs> and I did a, <laughs> I did a romance film where I play like the com- comedy part in uh, this film called The Photograph. And I did a rom-com with Dakota Johnson and Tracy Ellis Ross. And, and I did Aaron Sorkin's movie that comes out next year and um, I called The Trial of Chicago 7. So Excellent. that's what's coming up. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our conversation with the immensely talented Kelvin Harrison Jr. If you couldn't tell, I was extremely nervous talking to him and it's just me sort of recognizing the fact that this guy really is going places and i really genuinely am so happy to see the success he's having so far in this business and for those of you who have seen waves i think you'll know what i'm talking about especially if you also had a chance to catch loose but if you haven't seen either of those films yet definitely make a point to see them i think i know waves is definitely a little bit polarizing and i know some people who have very curious conflicted takes on it and no matter where you fall on the quality of the film i think it is one of the 2019 films that you shouldn't miss no matter what you think of it ultimately and his performance is a big part of that so thanks for listening we'll see you on the main show coming up again we're doing our winter movie preview as you probably overheard there's a couple of films he mentioned there that we might be addressing then so until then we'll see you next time